are about to listen to a broadcast of the Greater Harvest Church in Ellenwood, Georgia. In this episode, Pastor Eddie Montgomery Jr. preaches a message entitled, Being in Jesus. Stay tuned. Everybody that's in the building, amen. We thank God for you. We're going to go right into the word. We're going to come from Colossians. Colossians chapter 2, Colossians chapter 2, and as you get that, we're going to have a word of prayer. Heavenly Father, we thank you right now. We thank you for this day, God. We thank you for the word that you brought to share with us, God. Allow the word to come fresh and alive to us. Allow it to come into our spirits and change our hearts and our minds, God. Move in a miraculous way, God. Lord, let me speak what you have me to say, God. And God, let it touch the people, let it motivate, let it encourage, and let it stir up the people. In Jesus' mighty name we pray, amen and amen. 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 And we thank God for everybody. We thank God for those that's in social media land. Amen. We thank God for you. Amen. On our Facebook. Amen. We thank God for everybody that is tuning in. We do not count a robbery. You can be seated. Amen. And it's Colossians chapter 2. Amen. And we're going to start, amen, at verse number one. And we're going to go all the way down to verse number seven. Amen. The key verse that I want to really talk about is in verse number three, um, verse number two and three. But we're going to start at verse number one. So Colossians chapter two, we're going to start at verse number one. And it says, for I would that ye knew what great conflict I have for you. And for them at Laodicea, and for as many as have not seen my face in the flesh, that their hearts might be comforted, being knitted together in love, and unto all riches of the full assurance of understanding, to the acknowledgement of the mystery of God and of the Father and of Christ, in whom are hid all the treasures of wisdom and knowledge. And this is, I say, lest any man should beguile you with enticing words. For though I be absent in the flesh, yet I am with you in the spirit, joying and beholding your order and your steadfastness of your faith in Christ. As ye have therefore received Christ Jesus the Lord, so walk ye in him, rooted and built up in him, and established in the faith, as ye have been taught, abounding therein with thanksgiving. Amen. 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 The, the, the one that really stuck out to me is verse number three. It says, in whom are hid all the treasures of wisdom and knowledge. Amen. Today I want to talk to you about being in Christ, being in Jesus. Amen. Being in Jesus. Amen. Here we have Paul talking to the believers in Colossus. And not only He's talking to them, but he's also talking. He said it in verse number one. And he says he had a conflict between the ones that was in Colossus 
and also the ones that was in Laodicea. Yeah. So he's talking to believers that at this time, he says, these people, they haven't seen me. They, I, 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 haven't, I haven't had the privilege to, to see them face to face, but they heard the message and I heard them, I heard of their faith in the ministry and the faith in the gospel, the faith in the movement of being a Christian. Now, one thing that he says here in verse number two, he says the whole thing about being a Christian and the whole thing that Paul was really trying to drive home was that he wanted them to understand that they needed to be knitted together in love and unto all the riches of the full assurance of understanding. Today, that's what I want to break down. Do we really understand the power of the name that was given to man to save the world? Do you really understand the power of being a Christian? What that really entails? And he says that being a Christian, one thing that you got to understand, he says, it's a mystery. The mystery of God and the Father which is in Christ. He says, the mystery in whom all things, all the treasures and wisdom and knowledge are in him. In who? In Jesus the Christ. So what he wanted to he wanted to bring home and drive is that for every believer you have to understand the importance of your salvation especially in this day and age this Paul he was talking about this to the people who he didn't even he, he wasn't present in the flesh with them just like he's not in the present in the flesh with us but he wanted us to understand when you fully understand your true salvation and what that entails, that motivates you and that, that causes you to live a life that's beyond what you can fathom. It, it, you will be able to live a life as a, as a believer in this world and you can live it successfully beyond what you can think or imagine because of the fact that you understand what you have done to change your life, to position you to see God for who he is. We have to understand that we have to know who God really is in our lives. When we understand who God really is, then it helps you live a life as a Christian a lot easier. When you understand and have the knowledge of what happened when you gave your life to Christ, it really helps you understand how you can walk in God. That's the thing that we have to learn how to do today, saints. We have to learn how to walk in God. When we hear that saying a lot, oh, I want to be like Christ, I want to be like him. But but what does that really mean? What does that really look like? To be in Christ. Mm -hmm. yeah. That's something that means, and I want to break it down. That basically means this. When I am walking in God. That means I'm walking in his character. I'm walking in his thought process. I'm walking in the faith of who he is in my life. I'm walking 
in the faith that I received a salvation, a saving grace that was not of my own will, but it was the will that God has sent his son to die on the cross so that way I could receive and live a life successfully in the world, but not be of the world. I am walking in him. I'm walking in that knowledge of who he really is. A lot of philosophers, a lot of people, a lot of men tradition, they would say, uh, you know, God is this and God is that. You know, they serve different types of gods. In this world that we live in today, you have people that would say they serve God, but the God of the true and living God might don't be their God. They might be serving another type of God. But what Paul wanted the people to understand is out of all of the knowledge of who, who, who Christ is, when you understand who Christ is, you will understand he is the Lord of lords and the King of kings, the Lord of lords. He's everything and there's nothing above or over him. He has all authority. Why would I say that? Because he says in him is all the treasures and all the knowledge in verse number three. In verse number three, he breaks it down. He, he actually breaks it down so we can understand it like this. When, when, when you understand that in this day and age and in this life, and even in the Bible days, you have people that uh, practice all different type of religion. You have people, and even to this day, you have people that practice all different types of religion. You have people that practice all different types of faith or, or, or walks of life. And he said that I don't want you to be tricked. I don't want you to be uh, deceived. I don't want you to be bamboozled. I want you to understand the power that comes with the name of Christ. Because he, he says philosophers... Uh, theologians, uh, psychics, uh, all different witches and warlocks. You have everybody that says they have their 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 hand or their take on a higher power. In this day and age, you hear it that we say a higher a higher power, a higher universe, uh, uh, the, the the all of that good stuff. You know, they they say all of that. But what Paul says is, I want you to understand what the almighty king of kings, lord of lords, what he really revealed to people. Yeah. How can we understand what the name really means? To understand that, we have to go back to Genesis. Genesis, when the Bible says, in the beginning, right? In the beginning, God created the heavens and earth. God, the first day he did this, the second day he did that, the third day he did that. And it says in one of the days, he says, let there be light. And then there was light. Let's go there. Let's go there because I want to take my time to really to show this. Let's go to Genesis. That's the first book of the Bible. First book of the Bible. Genesis. Chapter 1. And he says here. In the beginning. 
created the heavens and the earth. And the earth was without form and void. And darkness was upon the face of the deep. And the spirit of God moved upon the face of the waters. And God said, let there be light. And there was light. And God saw the light that it was good. And God divided the, hot, the light. And God divided the light from the darkness. Now, I want to teach this right here. And y'all heard me say this before. In Colossians, the Bible says that in him is all the treasures and all the knowledge in Christ. If you go down a little further in Colossians chapter 2, you will see that he says that Christ is it says the Godhead, that Christ was, was the full embodiment of the Godhead bodily. Now, the Godhead consists of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost, or Holy Spirit, whatever you want to call it, which is interchangeable. But the thing is, it was all in the name, Jesus the Christ. He housed the fullness of of the Godhead bodily. So we see here that that name, which is Jesus, carried all power. Because Jesus was the human that walked on the earth that housed the whole DNA or divinity of the Godhead bodily. So what happened is when Christ was on the scene. That was not the first time Christ was on the earth. The first time that Christ was on the earth was in Genesis chapter 1. Amen. Where he says, and God said, verse 3, let there be light. And there was light. Now for years I thought that was talking about light like the sun. That's what I thought. But that wasn't the case. Because if you read a little further, when he actually made light, he made light further down in verse, I believe, verse number 14. Amen. And it says, And God said, Let there be lights in the firmament of the heaven to divide the day from the night. So if the sun and the moon was in verse number 14. Then what was verse number 3? What was, what was it talking about in verse number 3 when he says, let there be light? He was talking about Christ. Christ himself, which is the power of God. The, how can I put this? When he said, let there be light, because the reason why he had to bring light into the world, because the world was dark, it was voided. It was void, it was empty. It was, it was destituted. It was, it was dark and had darkness ruling over it. But when he said, let there be light, boom, light became. And what happened is, 
when we understand that that light is different from verse number 14, then we understand how the knowledge of God is in Jesus the Christ. Let's go back to Colossians. Let's prove it. It says in, in verse number three, in whom are hid all the treasures of wisdom and knowledge. And this I say, lest any man should beguile you with enticing of words. It says here in verse number six, as ye have therefore received Jesus Christ the Lord, so walk ye in him, rooted and built up in him and established in the faith as ye have been taught abounding therein with thanksgiving. Now, how can I be rooted and grounded in something that I really don't understand? That's why it's important to understand your salvation. You have to understand what happened to you when you said, God, I give my life to you. Don't you understand that God was dealing with you for years before you even receive an order out of your mouth, Lord, I receive you as my Lord and Savior. God was dealing with you and was, was had his hand on you, dealing with you and showing that he is God of all, that he is over all. Every incident that you avoided, every death that you avoided, you can back and you can see how God had his hand and how he orchestrated so that way he could bring you to a point where you could acknowledge him by seeing his son and having that revealed to you because now that's why people say if it had not been for the Lord which was on my side I don't know what I would that's because it has been revealed to them that Jesus Christ is the one that's taking care of them. That Jesus Christ is the one that's that's overshadowing them, that's protecting them, that his blood that was shed, that that's covering them. That's how we understand our salvation and appreciate true salvation so that way you don't want to leave that type of love. You don't want to leave that type of, of benefits that you receive when you understand what Christ has done for you. It, it's not that it's forced on you. God is not going to force himself on you. But he says for those who are willing and able to, to come to me, I will draw them with my compassion and with my love. I don't have to force myself on anybody because when you have the, revel the revelation of who Jesus is, then it will, uh, it will compel you to want to serve him. It will compel you to want to love on him. It will compel you to want to see and walk in his character. Right. It will compel you to walk in his like. So what 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 I what I begin to see here is we have so many people that heard about Jesus but don't have the revelation of Jesus to themselves. Right. You have to have a authentic revelation of Jesus in your own personal life. You cannot go by what the preachers say. I can preach to you about the name all day long. But it's, it hits you different when you understand and you receive the revelation of the name in your life. Amen. In your situation. In your spirit. 
Here I see in John, let's go to John, John, St. John, because he, 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 he really brings forth what this light really, really is. It, 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 it really brings it home. And I'm almost done. It says in John chapter 1. Listen, hey, notice this. I did Genesis chapter 1. I did Colossians chapter 2. Now I'm doing John St. John chapter 1. Because I want to understand, I want you to understand how the name became. So that way we can appreciate what the name is in us. So that way all knowledge and all treasures. We can see how to walk in him. Are we there yet? Uh, St. John's chapter 1. It says, in the beginning was the what? Word. <laughs> in the beginning was the word. And the word was with God. And the word was God. Okay. So what are you trying to say to me, uh, Apostle John? In the beginning, that means that rules out every philosophy, every witch, every demon, everything that was created. Because we know in Genesis chapter 1, we said that God created. So in the beginning, it was God. But what God? Who God? What God is this? Is this the God of, of the grass? Is this the God of the idols? What God? It says in the beginning, John, he breaks it down and he gives us a clearer understanding of who God is. It says in the beginning was the word and the word was with God and the word was God. The same was in the beginning with God. All things were made by him and without him was not anything made that was made. That means every angel, it was made by who? God. Every celestial beings, every terrestrial beings, every human beings, every animal kingdom, it was made by God. There was not anything made that was made outside of God. God made everything. So if he was the one that made everything, that means he's the king and the Lord over everything. That means everything has to be subject to him. It has to be subject to the creator. The creation has to be subject to the creator. In him was what? Verse number four. In him, in him, in him, in who? In God was what? Life. Notice that. In God was life. And the and that life was the what? The light of who? So in let's go, wait, wait, y'all didn't. So in him was life. What is life? Zoe. That means uh, uh, abundant life. That means a refreshing. That means uh, a livelihood. That means uh, uh, things that's lively. In, in, in God is life. And the life was the light of men. But what, 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 what about this light thing? What about this light thing? 
Because if the light was the light of men, verse 5, and the light shineth in where? Where do we see the light first shining? Genesis chapter 1. What we just read. And the light shineth in darkness, and the darkness what? Comprehending it not, meaning it cannot understand it. It could not lay hold of it. It could not overtake it. Because light, what darkness cannot overcome light. Because in light is life. Now, when you go down and understand that the life was in the light, it says in the same, let's, let's keep reading. There was a man sent for whose name was John. The same came for a witness to bear witness of the what? Light. light. That all men through him might believe. That all men might believe in who? The light. Who is the light? Who is the light? The word. Who is the word? Well, let's, let's keep reading. It says, he was not the light, but was sent to bear witness of the light. Talking about John. It says, that was the true light, which lighteth every man that cometh into the world. He was in the world, and the world was made by him. Talking about this light now. And the world knew him not. Why didn't the world knew who the light was? Because the world cannot lay hold or comprehend because it was born in sin and iniquity because of the fall of Adam. It could not comprehend life. It didn't have life. It had iniquity in it. When you are born, you are shaped and born in sin. It's not until you understand the revelation of Jesus the Christ that you get true revelations of the light, the true light. It says that light knew him not. That's why people, uh, when you talk about Jesus, they don't want to, you know, they, they don't want to hear all that. No, they don't take all that. But see, that's because they still got darkness in them. Uh, they still got a void. Now, when I say darkness, that means a void. They still have a void in them. But for those who God has revealed himself to, it brings forth an illumination of reality. And it says here that, that he... That, uh, let's see, verse number 11. He came unto his own, and his own received him not. But as many as received him, to them gave he what? Power to become the sons of God. Even to them that believe on his what? Name. Oh, Lord, have mercy. Now you see why it was so important that the name be revealed to man. Why is it so important that the name be revealed? The reason why is because there's life in his name. That's right. There's power in his name. Uh, when, when, when the angel told Mary, he, he told Mary that you should have a son, and he didn't give him the name of, of his stepfather, which was uh, uh, Joseph. He didn't give him the name of him. He, he gave him the name of, of his heavenly father he gave him a name that was above every name on the earth he gave him a name that wasn't even earthly Amen. he gave him a name that was spiritual because that name was higher even in the heavens it was the highest name that was even the heavens itself had to to obey that the the bible says that the, the angel told him you should have a son 
and yet that, that son shall be called Jesus. In another version it said that son shall be called Emmanuel, mm -hmm. which means God with us. So now we see the importance of the name because he that believeth on the name, he receiveth power. It says, verse 13, which were born not of blood, nor of the will of the flesh, nor of the will of man, but of God. Verse 14, and the word was made what? And did what? Dwelt among us, and we beheld his glory, the glory as of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and what? Truth. truth. Now I come to tell you that the name of the Lord is the truth. There is no other name that is given to a person or given to man that has all truth but the name of Jesus. That's why demons tremble at his name because the name has all power. all power that power was given from the heavens it was sent into a, a a natural mother that bore the name it carried the name for how many months it didn't say how many months it just said full term so we thinking it's nine months because that's a, 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 a normal term in, in a pregnancy. It, we, the, the name was being carried for nine months and wrapped up in flesh. But then the name had to be revealed. It had to be manifested. That name was manifested when Mary delivered the baby. And then when the baby was born, that name began to shine in the earth, even to the three uh, wise men had to go see about the name that was being revealed. They thought they say it was the bright, follow the brightest star, follow the brightest star because that star is going to reveal, it's going to let us know the Messiah is going to take us to the Messiah, it's going to take us to the thing that was going to save the world. And when the three he, the three boys, the three wise men came to the Messiah, they looked and they began to give honor and begin to give frankincense and, and gold and all of this stuff. They began to honor the, 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 the name that was revealed to them. And see, this is how your salvation is. When you get saved, you receive the name of the Lord Jesus Christ that has all power, all authority. And when you receive that authority, you get wisdom. And not only do you get wisdom, you understand his character. Because now when I am in his name, I, I, I understand how to follow his character. I want to know how did Jesus think? How did Jesus react? How did Jesus respond? Because whatever he responded and however he acted, that's how I need to imitate. So I begin to study the word, which is life. The more I study life, the more life comes out of me. All right. And the more I have life in me, the more I begin to speak life to the point where I start to sound like him. Oh, God. The, the, the more I read life, the more life becomes in me. The more I get revelation of life, 
the more I, like they say, when you know better, you do better. The more I understand what Christ did for me, the more I appreciate how I can live in this life because of what Christ did for me. The more I understand the name and the power and the significance of his name, the more I can understand I'm protected because I'm covered by his name. And when I understand of my protection and covering, then I can understand how to walk in that authority. Because I have taken on a name that is above any other name that man can give. I am now taking on a name that's above every name that a person can take. Uh, the name of the Lord is a strong tower. Yes. And everybody that has been revealed the name to, they run into it and they are what? Safe. How can I be safe? The way that you can be safe is being in his name. So I have to use his name in my everyday life So because I'm walking in his name. I am a representation of his name. So as many as receive his name, mm -hmm. they are the sons of God. This is how we become a son of God. We become a son of God when you accept his name. And when you accept his name, that's just like a marriage. When I accept, when my wife accepted my last name, everything that comes with my name, it now belongs to her. Huh, how can I how can I break it down even a little better? If you own a house, the first thing that you want is the what? The deed to the house. When you get the deed to the house, the house, the deed says what? This is now the owner, this person, this name is the owner of this property. It's a name tied to it. If I come to your house and I say I want to take your house, I'm going to take your house. You're going to say, you can't take my house because my name is on the house. You can't do nothing to my house without my permission because it's in my name. That's how God does with his children. The devil cannot do anything to God's children because God's children has his name. Yes, that's right. So if you understand, that's what Paul says, I, I, I want you to be rooted in Colossians chapter 2. How can I walk in the name? I first have to be rooted. What is rooted? Rooted, when you think of a tree, the tree, it has roots that goes deep into the ground. And it begins to spread. Well, your Christian and your spiritual walk, you have to get rooted in life, in the word. 
What do you mean? Your diversity of understanding the knowledge of who Christ is has to spread deep in the roots. You have to spread in your knowledge. You have to spread in your experience. When you get spread in your experience, you have now roots that can take hold. When a tree has roots, it's hard to pick that tree up when it has roots deep down. But not only do I have to have roots that go deep down, I can't have shallow roots. That means my experience in his name has to be rooted deep. I have to, I have to immerse myself in the knowledge of who he is and what he can do. And the revelatory uh, of, of his salvation, I, has to, I have to allow myself to get that rooted in me. I, can't, I have to allow it to get rooted in me. Then I have to allow myself to get established, built up. First, I got to get it built up. Built up means I got to set a foundation about myself. I have to not only have roots that go down with my spiritual knowledge of God, but I have to stand on a foundation to allow myself to build upon the knowledge of what I have. I'm talking good. You have to have a firm foundation. You can't be wavering or shaky in your foundation. The only way that you can be firm in your foundation if you allow yourself to get rooted in the word and your knowledge of who Christ is. You can't be shaky with all types of wind of doctrine. You can't be shaky with all type of philosophies and theories. You have to understand the true and living God for who he is and what he is to you. And that will cause you to have a firm foundation so you can build upon that. Your house then can be built on that foundation, that solid rock. But not only do you have to have your house built and your spiritual house built, but you got to be established. Established means you got to be for sure. You got to be fully persuaded. You, 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 can't, you can't be wishy-washy. You got to be firm in your belief. We got too many people that's not firm in their belief. Why? Because they haven't had the you haven't taken the time to allow the name to root you in the word. I can know, I can read scripture all day long. But it's not until I get revelation of what scripture is that will cause me to get rooted. I can know Bible all day long. I can be drunk as a skunk and quote you scriptures. But that doesn't mean that I have the revelatory uh, experience of what Christ did that will change my life. It's not until you get that revelatory experience with God that it will change you. You have to have that revelatory experience, that revelation of who God is, the purpose of his name. That's how you would then walk in him successfully. 
you will then be established in your faith to the point where you can endure in this wicked, cruel world. You can, you can have hope and expectation of the coming of the Messiah because you know you're carrying his name. Because he's coming back for his bride. Well, who is the bride? The bride is the church. And what is the church? The church carry his what? His name. Saints of God, we got to understand it's important to, to know that salvation is in the name. That's why it says there is no other name given among men which might a person could be saved. Save the name of Jesus to Christ. That same Jesus that was hung on the cross, that, that died for our sins, that same Jesus. If you don't understand the importance of that name, you're missing the whole, you're missing the whole point. Because the purpose, the knowledge, the treasures, the will of God, the will of God. Everybody, I want to know what my purpose is. I want to know what my, my purpose is in life. I want to know what, what, what I'm supposed to. Uh, you got to get yourself in the name first. You ain't gonna know none of that. Only thing you're gonna be doing is give is having a good hobby, having a good idea, a good thought. But it's not until you get into the to the revelation of his true name that you will understand the purpose of God. Because God, he sent the name for a reason. To save every person. That's how you get the love of God in your life. A love that's unconditional. It comes through his name. I can't love you like God loves you. Unless I'm in his name. Try it. You will love only so far until that person do you wrong. Then your flesh should take over. Because you and your because it's that's the fleshly thing to do. But when you understand God unmerited his unconditional love, the only way I can understand God unconditional love, Sister Lucian, is I have to go back to me. He loved a person like me, my thought process. I know how I used to think. As a matter of fact, I know how I think now. And he still loves me unconditionally. God, why would you love me when I let you down so many times? Because it's an unconditional that goes beyond our understanding. But I understand it when I understand his name. I understand Christ and what Christ went through and how he loved us that he stayed on that cross even though he could have took himself down. It was love that kept him up there. The love for you and the love for me. It was that love that held him up on the cross. But I won't understand that unless I understand him. That's why I got to understand and walk in that character. And when you walk in that character, when you walk in that knowledge, you will become like him. You will think like him. That's what the Bible says. Paul tells him, put on the mind of Christ. 
can you put on the mind of Christ if you don't if you don't understand Christ? You can't put on something you don't understand. Darkness could not comprehend it. But you first have to understand the light, the life. How it was so spiritual. God loved it so much that that was the first thing that he gave. He commanded that to be on the earth before he even commanded the moon and the sun and the stars. Before he even put man on the earth. Christ was there. Made a way. Because he knew Adam was going to sin. Adam and Eve were going to sin. He said, I'm going to go ahead and put Christ on the scene to go ahead and redeem. I'm going to do it. And now I understand. Now it makes sense because I'm in the name. He was that which was slain before the foundation of the world. That's right. Now that makes sense to me. Because he was there before the world was. Because he was the one that spoke the world into existence. In the beginning, he said, let there be. That was him saying that. Stand to your feet. I thank God, hopefully, this message touched somebody. Yes, it did. Because I'm telling you, saints of God, we got to understand his name. It's more precious than just saying his name, Jesus. You have just listened to another episode of the Greater Harvest Podcast. We hope that you have had an ear for what the word has to say to you. And we pray that your life will be changed for the better as a result of that. Please join us here again very soon and follow us on Instagram and Facebook for even more from the harvest. See you soon. Be blessed.